This episode is brought to you by Iconic Luxury Streetwear. Iconic Luxury Streetwear is a multidisciplinary experiment founded by the Tava Brothers, established in 2020. A clothing brand that has a thesis of a vision birthed reality, rooted in God created all in his image. Get your merchandise at IconicLuxuryStreetwear.com. conversations um another episode of iconic conversations a countercultural podcast to bring together innovators community builders and world changers for authentic dialogue on the human experience sparking curiosity vulnerability and empathetic connection to the world i'm your host tanaka ishaz Sutala, and today i have a friend on the show a guest who has traveled large and wide we met we crossed paths when um, in the venture capital industry, but we're not going to talk about VC today. And more importantly, I just want to just chop it up and highlight the the great, curious, mindful, um, thoughtful, and genuine person he is. Um, been watching him on LinkedIn. Then we got connected last year, and it's always a pleasure just to be able to chop it up with such a dude that is down to earth, grounded, and moves with so much humility. Blake Wiseman, welcome to the show, bro. Man, this is a pleasure. This is really, this is something. I love that intro, by the way. So creative. Thank you, bro. Shout out to my boy, Ez. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, man, like, it, like literally, it was, the, it was shout out to the homies, Brady Patterson um, and Ezra Johannes. Ezreal from back from the Bailey days and Brady when I met him at CF. Um, and I had that concept, but you know, you're only as good as your, as your team or the people around you. Right. So they're there. They, they, I had the idea, but they helped bring it out and made it like so fire. So I wouldn't be here. That intro wouldn't be the intro what it is without them. And right before this, we were just talking about things being smooth. That was, yeah. You just, you just felt calm watching that. You just felt it. You just eased into it. It was super calm, and you're just like, okay, cool. I'm ready now. Like that was that was the good teaser, and you rode the wave, and now you're here. Now you're in the ocean. When you guys did a good job. Uh, I did. It looks it looks really good. Thank you, thank you, bro. Um, that being said, um, typically the first question that I always ask the guest or a question that I usually start with, but as I said on the show, like before we recorded, this is the last episode of the year that is going to be released. Um, and so I'm going to ask the usual question after, but my first question, bro, is how are you feeling about the year? I literally like tomorrow, like two days from now, it's going to be the 15th, December 15th. It's the 13th while recording. Um, we got two weeks left in the year. How you feeling about it? That's a really good question. I am glad you're asking because I don't spend enough time reflecting as I should. Almost a year ago today, I was coaching my middle school basketball team, my seventh and eighth grade basketball team in Las Vegas. And six months afterwards, I was sitting in the center of Jerusalem, 10 minutes from the old city, which was 6,000 miles away. And now, I'm back in the same spot where I grew up. So 
a lot's gone on. A lot goes on in a year. A lot. I mean, even even a day, even a single conversation, you listen to something and com- completely change how you think about the world. Then on a year scale, your brain can't even wrap its head around how much you've just experienced and consumed and changed. So 100%. when I come back from living abroad, even for a couple of months, there's so much that's gone on to the point where it's like, well, how can you even communicate all of the things that have happened in such a short time? And how can you how can you communicate it when it's a feeling and not just? Words can't encapsulate the things that you've experienced most of the time. Video does a nice job. Video does a nice job of communicating, but I think it's a lot about communication. So, I mean, my words can only do so much justice. Um, but I think year-wise, it's been unbelievable. It's been amazing. Um, you know, thankfully everything's good. My family's healthy and that's all that I can ask for. I mean, everything else is just a cherry on top. So I'm, yeah, I'm very grateful. It's been, it's been a really nice year. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And you're absolutely right. That's the fact that he said our, our brain can't even comprehend like what it's been like last year coaching. Cause I was reading when I was doing some research, right. Um, I was just reading about uh, on your medium page that you started and like how you were talking about how you were coaching your middle school basketball team and how you had that kid that kept on making mistakes over and over and over and over. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say it. (laughs) I did my research. (laughs) You did. You really did do your research. You, you know, like, um, it's so I, I guess like, I don't know. I, I guess like, what was the, the mistake that you felt like in your head? I mean, like, you don't like in whatever capacity that you want to share, it could be small, big, it doesn't matter that he finally, you know, broke through in this year and saying, like, I finally got it, you know, saying like, especially because all after all this travel and everything that you've done, you've seen so much. Uh, it's such a short slash long amount of time, you know? I mean, with that kid, I never broke through. (laughs) 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 I wish I did. (laughs) You know, we, I wish I broke through there, but he did, he did, he did teach me a very important lesson. Um, and usually it's where you learn your lessons from the things that go wrong versus the things that go right. I didn't really learn a ton of lessons from all the kids who were like the coaches, stars, and the good players. Like that kid showed me a lot that I'm happy that we're talking about this now. There's a there's a trait of being solo. And I can relate to this because in high school I played singles tennis. And and are you still here? The video changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Being a focus on what you're saying. <laughs> okay, cool. So in high school, I played singles tennis and that I never really knew how to execute singles wise. I had to transition sports because the high school that I went to was not exaggerating. It was the number one sports school like in the nation, um, at least for football and for baseball. They were always top 25. So I had to transition sports. I had to transition to tennis and specifically singles tennis. 
And in singles, you're very, it's a, it's a very focused mental game. Like you can be the best skill wise, but if you lose your cool, it's over. The other opponent has just totally ripped you apart and the game's over. And so I've had this mentality of like solo work, I'm going to do it myself. Um, and I've noticed that even in like the entrepreneurial world, like building things solo, like there's something about that where there's some credit to it building solo. But on the other hand, at the University of Michigan, my senior year, I joined the rowing team, which was a completely different experience. And there it went from solo to complete team. I mean, I even looked up a couple of days ago, like collaboration and a photo of rowers came up as the first thing because it's that much of team orientedness. So I learned from this kid the thing that he was doing wrong all the time was he was trying to be solo in a team environment. And that can get you far. It can. It really can get you far. You know, the lone wolf can go far. But over time, the wolf pack is likely to go farther. And so I think that's been a major realization, which is I enjoy building things. I enjoy working, you know, solo and working on things. The other hand, I love being on a team i love being with people and we're building something together because ultimately like i have a very 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 limited perspective i'm one of eight billion now we're two of eight billion we but but we've just two times our perspectives completely right now you have two more people and so the way you think about the world can be so limited if you're boxed in into a solo mentality And so by working, and that's why I'm so here for what you're doing, because you talk with all these different people, you learn different ideas from different disciplines, because there's so much out there in the world that exists. And most people aren't open to the idea of picking the brains of other people, asking what they think. And that's a team effort. What you're doing, that's a team effort. You're working and building on the collective knowledge of so many people. As opposed to saying, I am the smartest person ever and I'm going to do everything myself, which is sustainable. I think that was, so that kid emphasized the fact that it's like, he was good. He was a good player. He had a good jump shot, but he wasn't playing on the team. And the kids who were Mm -hmm. playing on the team who were significantly technically wise, you know, not close to him, they were better. They were better because they actually learned how to work with the team. So I think that's been a major shift, which is, you know, it's sometimes it's important to be solo, um, but I do think you can make so much more progress in a team environment. Um, and you play a role as opposed to just trying to do everything. Right, right. That's so fascinating because like, well, like this year you traveled a lot solo by yourself, right? Right. Exactly. Wow, that's so fascinating. That That is so... No, deadass, that's actually so fascinating because, like, because you, you've been in the team, like, because you, you have such a myriad of experiences studying the nonprofit, rowing team, working in VC, starting founder backpack VC, traveling, meeting with all these, like, you know, ministers and rabbis and just this mentorship and, and executive. Like, you had so much, and the fact that you've had all this exposure. And the fact that you still say, oh, yeah, my view is still limited. Again, that's why I like my favorite quality about you is like your humility. You know what I'm saying? 
that's the, but I, I just think that's just so fascinating. The fact that even that, like, even with the array of knowledge that you had, do have, you say, man, I still don't know. Of course not. And I mean, the team. for sure. Like even at the, I thought about this, um, in college, like there were, there's over 150 majors at the college that I went to at the university of Michigan. And I'm sure most big public universities, even if you mastered that major mastered, crushed every single class, you now know one out of 150 of the majors and the knowledge stored there. So you may think you know everything, but you know less than a percentage, half a percentage. You know very little. And it was shocking to me why the people who were in, say, the business world weren't collaborating with another section, like the writers, the English people. Um, they typically, it's a typical trend to be super locked in to one right. silent. And I think right. there's merit to that. And I think if that's the only thing you do, it's problematic because you're not picking on the much greater collective wisdom that there is because there's so much out there. Hmm. And like, I, I bet you, I'm not sure if you face this criticism, but I faced this criticism before where where I would get some feedback from some mentors that they will say, you're not focused. You're, you're doing too much. Focus on one thing, right? Or how can somebody study this subject and this subject? They're, they're too different. They're, they're so different, right? But then in the spirit of collaboration, um, it, it, it benefits us if us to like to follow our curiosity. I don't know. Have you felt this tension of like you have to feel like that you have to focus on one thing, but then still like your heart is telling you like, nah, learn about this thing. And how have you navigated that criticism? Because in the sense we're talking about that. I think, I think we get along well because we're both creative and we enjoy the creativity. And creativity typically means that you're not just dealing with one thing. Like you're picking ideas from topic A and somehow combining them with topic B, and those may be in completely different sections. So there is there is a contrast between hyper-focusing on one thing and getting breath with others because that inspires creative thought. So of course, I think that's every, I think that's a lot of people's struggles. Like even in the startup world, like typically at the much earlier stages, you want the person with a ton of different tool sets because you have limited resources. The organizations that I worked for, we had to bootstrap so many things. We had to just figure it out, which meant I had to have a lot of things and I had to learn very quickly on the spot. Versus if you go to a much later stage company, they're very likely looking for someone who's specialized because they're already much later and they want someone specialized. So yeah, I think so. I think so for sure. I think even just my friends growing up, fifth grade, they decided I am going to be a baseball player. That is what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to do any other sports. Nothing. I'm not going to do, and I'm good at the other, and they were good at the other sports, but they said, nope, we are sticking to baseball and went through. And some kids actually, they went on to college and did all that stuff. Me, I was always like, cool, let's do baseball. Let's do basketball. Let's do tennis. Let's do, <laughs> let's do volleyball. Let's do bowling senior year, whatever it was. Um, but I learned so much from that. Uh, I think I think what usually brings me back to center is 
knowing just what my priorities are present day. And mm. if I can just stay locked in on those priorities. So if I'm doing other things that are completely going off task from priority, then it's probably not the right thing to do. I mean, your goals switch, your goals switch, your, the things that you care about, the things that are important, they change based on what's going on in your life. So based on what's going on in your life, prioritizing those skill sets, those things that you're learning, and then double downing on them, I'm all here for. I'm not all here for doing that at the expense of not learning anything else ever. Mm -hmm. I think that needs to be a very delicate balance between breath, breath, and depth. You need both. Yeah, right. So I think it's I think it's time to be in. I think it's your situation where you're at, where you're holding. And ideally, you figure out which one is best just based on time of day and what your priorities are. Mm -hmm. So what, speaking of priorities, what is it, what are you, what have you been prioritizing lately? Lately, it's been spending time with, spending time with my family. I had family 6,000 miles away in Israel that I, I spent some time with and I got to know them. I got to meet their little, my little like baby cousins, like all my little baby cousins that I haven't really met before. Um, like one of my cousins, he's two years younger than me. I'm, I'm 23. He's two years younger than me. And remember it's a, it's a, it's a different lifestyle that they grew up in. So like I grew up in a different culture they grew up in a different culture. So he's, he's two years younger than me and he, he's already married and he has a kid and the kid is gorgeous. Like the kid is so cute. Whoa. Yeah. But it's gorgeous. You know, like, again, it's a different culture. Like some of those, some of those families, right. they have five eight, 10 kids, you know, and it's a different, it's a different way of life. Um, and I thought it was beautiful. I really thought it was a very, very beautiful way of living, um, how they do it, how they did it. It's great. It's great for them. Whether that's for me, I mean, who knows? I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't predict. We're still trying to figure we just, we just graduated from school not too long ago, a couple of years ago. Like, whoa, that, that, that is so trippy though. Whoa, whoa. So there was one day where I was standing in the old city in Jerusalem, in Israel. I get a call from my first cousin from Miami. He goes, hey, Blake, are you in Israel? I go, yeah. He goes, are you in the old city? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, I'm here. I haven't I haven't talked to him in like a couple months. He goes, I'm just here, 10 minutes away. I go, seriously? He goes, yeah. I meet up with him and my other cousin, the one who is married with a kid, he's 10 minutes away. So those two, and they're both my first cousins. Those two first cousins, they never met in their life before, ever. Wow. So when we brought them together, it was like two completely different worlds. Like you saw the cousin, my cousin, both of them are amazing. From Miami, seeing my cousin from Israel. And then I'm kind of like this middleman, I guess. My, it was just mind blowing. It was mind blowing. And that it was so satisfying. And that was, for me, it was priority of family like it's just it's been a priority works work will be there work will be there as time progresses and like you said like i enjoy working on different things i've been fortunate to work with great people um but that time of that time like family's been a big value for me just to spend time with them like i saw my grandma um a couple of weeks ago grandma and grandpa i'm with my parents now just spending time with them it's nice you know it's really nice to just spend some quality time with the people you care about yeah, one hundred percent. And again, like especially in this very 
chaotic time, right? Um, peace be upon to all the people um, out there. Um, just like just in the whole world, right? Um, the fact that you get to spend that quality time with your family um, matters a lot. Because like, I think about, you know, because it's, because, um, you know, like, I, I don't know, I, I'm personally, I'm kind of like in this, um, I'm feeling this tension now that it's like as a young man, right, as young men, we're, we're called to protect, to provide, to pursue the career, to do this, to do that. But then, like, if we do try, I don't know, I don't know, like, I, I guess most of the time, most of the time, like, I'm thinking about what is the meaning of success? Is it, does it, is it due to like financial rewards? Is it due to status? Is it due to all this stuff? And you continue to pursue this career of, um, which is cool. Like, like the surface stuff, like, I mean, like it's dope. Right. But then like, to what extent do you have to sacrifice to go for this level of greatness? Like with your time with your family. Right. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. It's just a weird <laughs> Then it becomes then it becomes what is great, and how do you define great? Right. Mm. How do you define great? See, I, don't I know, know it's your I don't know if I'm allowed to ask you questions, but how do you, how do you define great? You can ask me questions, bro. Yeah, of course. it's a conversation. Uh, to to be honest, that's still what I'm still trying to figure out. I, well, I, mm, internally, I know what it means. It is to live a. Uh, I feel like greatness to me is living a life um, fully in terms of the fullest expression of who you are in whatever capacity that means. Um, and this season of this in my life, I feel like that the greatness is stewarding the responsibility that I have in front of me. Um, in, but most importantly, actually being a kind, authentic and genuine human being is what it means to be great and in spreading and embodying love to everybody everywhere. Like that's like my mission statement, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Cause again, like, 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 cause I think about it, like one of the greatest investors just died, Mr. Charlie Munger, right. worth billions of dollars, right? The man, but, the billions is gone. Like, like he, 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 he's off every list because now he's dead. So you spent your whole life, like, you know, like you, you spend your whole life, like wanting to achieve such greatness of like this magnitude. But then once you're dead, bro, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> for real i learned dude i learned that lesson very early on i was fortunate to work in in hospice care my senior year of high school and so one of the patients that i was working with he passed away and so that was that was just when you go into hospice it, it's almost a given unfortunately that most people there will pass and so it was a reality check and it's a reality check almost all the time, which is cool. What am I doing this for? And then at the end, is it worth it? So then during, what are the best choices to make so that I live that life of however I define greatness? Because every, I think a lot of people have a different definition. Everyone, you know, ever again, everyone has their own perspective based on how they see the world. But I do think greatness thinking about it, sometimes it can be misconstrued and it's important for people to question what, what it really means to be great because you could be caught down this conveyor belt of following X and 
for what reason? Why am I following X? And am I following X for the right reason? Sometimes it is the right reason, as long as you know that it's the right reason. And it's important to question, is this the right thing that I'm doing? And I think that's everyone's personal journey, is figuring out what's right, what's right, what's great, what's important, and then ideally shaping their behaviors and actions off of that. I think you hit that right on the mark, though. Like, whatever it is that you do, whether you go, like, you know, build a an island or go be a teacher, just being kind and being loving to everyone. I mean, that's a goal. I wish I could do that as more. It's, it's something I work on. Like, I'm not perfect. Hopefully, I can keep doing that and keep spreading that. You know, I'm still human. Some days I'm not on my A game. But hopefully, I can. And I think that's that's what we, I think ideally, we strive for that is like, how can we just be better? How can we just be a little bit kinder? How can we just be a little bit more generous in, in our time and the way that we talk to people and build on that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. So now speaking of that, that question back to you, what does it mean to be great in your eyes? Um, I mean, I think I love, dude, you have great questions. These are great questions. Um, (laughs) Thank you, bro. (laughs) Thank you, bro. (laughs) No, because like most people don't have a moment in time to really like really think about these these deeper concepts, which are, this is important. Um, so what do I think is great? I mean, I think, you know, if a person can emulate, you know, if a person can have godlike characteristics, you know, like I said before, they're just giving their kind, the patient, you know, I think greatness first, I used to think that greatness meant, oh, you got to change the world. You got to change every, you know, change everything, make a crazy, crazy positive impact on that stuff, which I'm not saying is not great, but I think first making, it starts with you before changing the world. It's, it has to start with you because each person is their own world. And so if your world isn't good, then how can you change the world at least in the right way? So I think greatness is just constant introspection and refinement of who you are because uh, everyone starts at base level base level where they're at everyone has their own challenges everyone has their own struggles i think greatness is being able to see those struggles see those challenges recognize okay this is my situation this is what i struggle with and finding a way to overcome it i think mm. the definition at least there's a Jewish thought that strength is the person that overcomes his desires. Um, not in a way you're, where you're completely ascetic and you don't do anything in the world ever, but like in a way where it's like you're not just driven by, you're not just driven by emotion all the time. It's like, this is really pulling me in this direction. But my brain says, is this the right thing to do? And then, and it's a good feeling when your brain says, no, it's not a right thing to do. And then you get up. Like this morning, I didn't want to get up at, whatever time I got up at, but right when I got up and I left, I'm like, okay, nice. You did good. (laughs) So I think it's overcoming. I think it's overcoming your struggles, overcoming your challenges, and then having the, the strength, the internal strength to 
get past your own self. Yeah. Cause that's the war that we've always been fighting, right? It, that that's the war. That's the it's the it's the war within ourselves, bro. Oh yeah. Always, you know. And like, cause what what she said just literally reminds me of the Rumi quotes. My fave, like. Besides, like my, I have two like my my top quotes ever is um. Man, my it's it's obviously it's the it's the Bible verse Hebrews eleven one, right? Like faith is believing in things like that cannot be seen. But then, like my second favorite quote ever is like Rumi, when I was clever, I wanted to change the world, but now that I'm wise, I want to change myself. Right, right. right. You hit and it on the mark. And you change yourself, and that's how you change the world. That, that, and that, like, I'll, I'll never forget that, bro, because. I got that reminder of like, you know, that startup opportunity they had that I joined about a couple of years ago, three years ago now. And we talked about these get group of guys, love those guys. We were talking about changing the world and building a billionaire company and da da da. You know, but I had such a huge chip on my shoulder and was trying to prove and it was, and nothing, everything was just going and everything failed. You know, like in my head, like nobody really cared. To be honest, like nobody really cared. Like, hey, you know, you know. But then, it, but it felt like it was the end of the world, because, because uh, I remember I, I was promising everybody, like, yo, man, like I'm gonna become a billionaire. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give you all of this, and you know, you, you're following the hype, and you're promising your friends, bro. Once I make it big, I'm gonna give you this cat. And I remember, like, I felt so crushed because I didn't like, it didn't materialize and it didn't happen. And um, I got, you know, like. The one thing that I really hated about that experience was the fact that I made all these promises that I couldn't keep. Right. And that's tough. So oh, that's tough. Yeah, it crushed my soul. But then after that, I was like, I was too busy trying to change the outside stuff when everything really needed to like be inside, man. I, I'll never forget like sacrificed, you know, relationships. Graduated school later because of it. To go back to summer school, <laughs> traveling around the <laughs> traveling around the the country, and so many like the ups and downs of early stage startup. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. oh yikes! <laughs> it is a journey. Yeah, I mean, dude, if your if your emotions, if you don't know how to self regulate in those environments, good luck. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> for real <laughs> for real bro but nah nah but just that 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 is so that is so wise bro i really love that answer that you gave man that is so wise but it's just you know it's and i i love that you you have the quote right in mind but it's it's constant it's it's constant you know and it will never it will never necessarily end it's not like a project that now you checked off now i'm good whatever no you always have things pulling you in X direction, whatever direction. Um, and it's always going to be your, it's just a matter of like how much more resilient can you build towards those temptations to where you're like, nah, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. All good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. And, and now like a segue within that, right. Is cause I'm thinking about throughout this time, and all the things that you've experienced, um, what is a, like a, a previous belief 
that you used to hold so strongly that you don't hold anymore? Uh, good question. Very good question, which I'm not surprised. I think, so growing up, my, my whole family lineage is in healthcare. So dad, his dad, everyone's healthcare. And that was going to be my route too. I was, I was pre-med, um, prior to college. The only reason why I even remotely dipped into the business world, because I applied to school that I applied to Michigan and I got in and it was like, okay, cool. Might as well check this out. But that was never my, my intention. Like in high school, I was always working with nonprofits. I was always going down the nonprofit route. I used to think money is evil. It's bad. Mm. Mm. I did because, because I saw, I saw examples of, of some, some family units, um, where it's like money was the priority. And then that took priority over the more fundamental important things which i think in my mind said this is this isn't good and then over time getting more exposure to the for-profit world working with different organizations even working with the nonprofits, knowing how much they're dependent on money i realized it's not evil humans choose to be evil with it or they choose to be good with it. It's just a tool. It's a tool. And it's just how do you leverage this tool to your advantage in hopefully a good way. So I think, and even being in America, like there are different systems versus the American system versus Sweden versus, you know, the Israeli system. Like there are different types of systems. I mean, America happens to be founded on a capitalist system. That is, that is what it's built for. Um, and that's what we're seeing even in the innovative spaces, SF and Austin, for sure, New York and a lot of different places like that is, that is a fundamental principle of America. Um, so I don't think it's bad anymore, but I do think people can do bad things with it. I do think if it is a fundamental priority above everything else, probably not a good thing, but I do think it still can be used for good. And how do you use it for good? That's up to, that's up to you. That's based on, you know, what you care about, what you value. Hopefully you're putting it towards, you know, things that are, are helping, helping others in some way, shape or form. Um, and I think it can do that, especially in America when the system has been created for usage of it. It's actually that it, it runs off of that. So if you can use it in a healthy way, great. So I think that's changed. Maybe that's because I went to business school and they they brainwashed me with whatever information. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that, bro. That that's actually um, because again, like well, with with capital, with money, like it's um, honestly that's a source of many people's like many adults' problems nowadays. Money for sure. Like, sure. like, like, it's like the numbers, like one of the top stressors in, in most people's lives. Um, you, like, like, I feel like what's like, once you're a kid, like zero to 18, you're not really worried about that. Caught, maybe even zero to 22, if you're somebody that has the privilege of not having to work your way through school. Right. Right. But then, but like once, once you, once that post-grad comes out, it is like the top thing. 
and it's, it's mostly like the yeah like honestly it's the top thing like it, I, I was even i remember seeing a tweet by um an influencer that i follow and he said um money won't solve all your problems but it will solve your money problems and if you're able to figure that <laughs> out then life becomes a little bit easier <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'll what's it's your what's your relationship with money how do you how do you see it um it used to be a scarcity mindset back in the day and honestly it's still um transforming it is still transforming um because i have it where i see one side um where my dad is a a, a successful entrepreneur real estate and then also I see um, another side where my mom is working in the financial services, working in a chase, whatever. But I primarily grew up with my mom since because my parents were divorced when they were miles two. So there is this weird thing where her side and my mom's side, it's very, very scarcity. And of course, you don't think it affects you, but obviously it does, especially if you're in a household where it's like, there's not enough, there's not enough, there's not enough, there's not enough. No, 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 no. Scarcity, 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 scarcity. So like I literally have had to do some like really, really, really deep, 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 deep and continuous deep internal work and somatic work and, and, and a lot of trauma release around financial insecurity um, and just this mindset. Um, I've been very blessed and fortunate to work in such an industry where it's like, it's it's not a thing, right? But I still have the habits of checking my account. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, oh, done. Like, then, you know, it's, you're never not comfortable no matter what, no matter how large your net worth is. You know, like, you still, you still got big hearts. Um, I used to think it was just like, you know, it's evil. Um, but not happening to me anymore. But, but I was still trying to make uh, yeah, you know, like your friend spoke good in the they're like, you know, like, he can be in the liberation of pushing my damn and I'm out of that topic of my financial security. So, I'm just kidding. Your mic heads up. It has this um, scratchy feeling. It's not it. Where's the mistakes? You know, so, you know, so something isn't the investigation. Still, still, it's the change. change. Still scratchy. Still scratchy, scratchy. These things happen though. I mean, I was in that. Oh, better, way better. So, but I didn't. I didn't want to cut you off because you were on a, a good train of thought. Well, yeah, yeah, but like that was pretty much it. I mean, it's it's a constant. It's a constant. I mean, I, I noticed on your intro that you were wearing, you know, an MLK shirt. And I think that was King Economics was such a fundamental principle, which is how do you uplift a group of people? Well, if they're not situated, even at a base financial level, there's going to be, like you said, tons of stress, insane amounts of stress. I mean, there's, there's a point where it becomes diminishing. I think Daniel Kahneman... He said there's a diminishing marginal return after you reach a certain amount. But when you're not at that amount, that is extremely stressful. And if you have a large percentage of people that are in that chunk, 
that is stressful. And then that, that has a waterfall effect to everyone in their circle. And you know how close circles get and then how circles have a ripple effect to different circles. And it becomes, it's a mess. It can become a mess. Yeah, it, it can. Um, which we're experiencing right now, right? Economically, we're in the Ezra Dalio and the, we're in the floor turning and the large, like, lit, large death cycle and all that type of stuff that is happening in the world. Um, and um, we'll see what happens um, on a break of World War. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> that's in court, but let's see. But then, like, is it by design? Because it was a way to continue to get out of the debt. It yeah, it's out of my pay grade. Out of my pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No, no. <laughs> but it's just like pay attention to the trends, y'all. Everything's connected. <laughs> it is. It is. I do think everything is connected for sure. For sure. But now that was a that was a good question. Then, like um, the fact that knowing you you just even mentioned about that because again, like um, I would also say. It's um, it's more spiritual. I feel like too, like I, I I've been like I've been learning that the financial journey is a spiritual journey because again, like um, it's in the sense of how you feel internally does expound within the external. You know, it's profound, and um, because again, like. It's just as we, as you know, it's just a concept. It's a, it's a tool. Money doesn't really exist, but it's the belief that everybody brings into it that makes the system exist. Like Henry Ford basically said, "Oh, like if people knew how the financial system actually worked, there would be a riot as of yesterday." Within all these chains of the years, of generations, millennials, like decades, right? If we knew how the banking system worked, people would like go up in arms. <laughs> and 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 but then again, like. There's a certain level of consciousness and awareness that one actually has to be in. Because again, like most of the time, like people are feeling stressed due to the circumstances that are in and they're not able to then get to that point where they can think about it from a high level to actually see how the game works. And I think that's so unfortunate. Um, and I have many thoughts and many feelings about it. But the one thing that I really, really care about uh, is like teaching and educating and just having that education and the financial literacy and empowering all people to be able to understand um, the power that they have within their lives to overcome these challenges. I think you're spot on. I think for sure it's a it's it's totally an internal battle too, which is like how much do you need in order to feel whatever feeling you want to feel. And that depends on how people grew up. Are they raised? Like you said, there's a lot of, a lot of work you do, a lot of work I do, a lot of work everyone does. It's just like, where are we at to get to that point? But definitely it's like how much it's, I, I agree. I haven't, I haven't heard a phrase that way ever. And I think it's a, I think there's a direct, direct correlation between how that is. There's actually a guy um, who went to my school. I'll give him a shout out. You should totally meet him. His name's Roman, Roman Roan. He does financial literacy um, programming and he's he's a beast. You totally need to talk to him. 
Um, I think you guys should collab. He does some really cool work. I think you guys would buy it for sure. Shout out, Roman. Anybody that and Blake says I should vibe is a, is a vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Man, that's dope. That's dope, bro. Um, and so now with that, since we're getting close towards the end of the show, bro, um, I typically usually ask this question towards the end, but um, I'm going to ask it now. The question is, when you look at yourself in the mirror, how do you feel about yourself? Proud. Proud. Not in, not in a, you know, ego way, like, oh, look at me. Just like, you know, I've, I know what I've, I know what I've been through. I know what, I know what I've overcome. And uh, I'm, I'm proud. I'm, I'm happy with myself. I'm not, I'm not content. There's always ways to improve, but. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy. Um, and you know, thankfully, thankfully I'm, you know, at that point right now and who knows, like things always change, but right now for sure. Um, I think, uh, just had a lot of, like you said that this, even this past year has been a been a big journey, learned a lot. I've learned a lot and thankfully I've incorporated some of the things that I've learned and now I'm just proud. I'm, I'm, I'm very proud and I'm proud to, uh, to be a part of, you know, the worlds that I came from, the worlds that I entered and now both worlds that I'm integrating. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud that we're friends. I'm proud that I'm able to even get to a level where we're able to vibe in just a, a good way, a good authentic way. Um, that doesn't happen overnight. And so, yeah, um, it's a good question and yeah, I feel it. You know, I feel good. That's so beautiful, bro. And uh, the last question is what's a challenge that you want the audience to embark? A challenge. Um, I think everyone is on their own path and for sure, not I think, I know everyone's on their own path. And I think sometimes not everyone has the luxury or the time to ask themselves why. And so I challenge the audience to take a moment in time, two minutes, maybe a minute, and just ask yourself, like, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? And then is it aligned with my bigger vision how I want my life to be and because not, not everyone gets the opportunity to think about that or they just haven't been presented with the question and it's it's important to know why it is that you're doing he who has a why can bear the how that's Victor Frankl and it's true I mean I think you know what is it that that drives you and if you don't know that's okay it's important to it's important to try to figure it out though. It is important. I, I, I wholeheartedly stand by that. I believe that that's a fundamental um, belief of mine. Try to figure out what gets you going and move forward. So that's that's what I'd leave them with. And these are great questions. These are these are these should be these should be copyrighted or TM'd or 
<laughs> thank you bro nah man this is not nah, this is a beautiful pod bro this is a beautiful bro oh my gosh um man um again blake thank you so much for your um your vulnerability your authenticity and the way your openness and the way that you continue to um show up and uh show up in the world man um i'm always inspired by you inspired by your curiosity i'm inspired by the way that you um by the way that you deeply listen and always putting yourself out there in order to go seek out knowledge and to put yourself in environments where you don't know and that you want to continue just to just have that hunger and a desire to learn and get better, bro. Um, I, I've learned, I, I've admired that from afar here close by and just, it, it's a quality that is very, very hard to come by and I'm super inspired by you always, bro. So I just want to say thank you so much for your time, your energy, your space, your aura, um, and your heart. Very, very great. Pleasure, pleasure. And whoever's listening, I mean, good job finding this this space, dude. You're 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 a very unique unique person that I think brings a lot to the table wherever you go. And I'm excited to see where you go, how you keep building, and who you keep building. It. There's a lot. I'm so excited to see what you're up to. I always love hearing what you're up to. It's always good things. So thanks. This is great. This is really you podcast aside, show aside. It's just like, you don't have these conversations often and it's really nice to be able to think about some of these things and talk it out. Cause sometimes you, you just have it in your head and you want to just talk it out with someone who can at least understand where you're at. So thank you, man. It's been, it's great. Thank you, bro. Where can the people find you at? If you want to find you at. People will find me. Right now, I think the best place, I'll probably start a Twitter at some point, but I think the best place is LinkedIn. You can find me, just Blake Weissman. You can look me up. Um, that's probably the easiest way to find me. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a text away or a you know, message away. I'm happy to, happy to chat. So yeah, that, that's probably the best place to, to find me. I love to collaborate. So if you're working on cool stuff, interesting stuff, I'm always down to talk and see if we can make things happen. And he, 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 by the way, he does make things happen. So <laughs> he, he's a man of the word on that. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Right, I got you. All right, y'all. Until next time. Until next year, 2024. This is the last podcast episode of Iconic Conversations 2024. And this is the great one to add up in the year. So we are out. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. Hope you were able to take something away from this. Until next time, follow Iconic Conversations on Instagram and Tava Multimedia Group on Instagram as well. Share with your friends, family, or anybody else who you think needs this conversation. Until next time, peace.